Hello, and welcome to the Situation Job Spotlight, a special edition of Inside Situation where we highlight a specific role at the agency and talk about what we look for when we're hiring that role. I'm Peter Gajicic from the Situation Technology team, and I am joined today by our recruiting manager, Michael Dukes. Hello, Michael. Hey, Peter. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Uh, and we are also joined by a wonderful guest, Amanda Saywitz, uh, who is a traffic coordinator here at Situation. Hey, Amanda. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so this this role that we're talking about today is one that uh, I think is really interesting. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, the, the title of the role is Digital Media Trafficker. Uh, and that that has that might be a little bit obscure to some people who don't work in our industry. But Amanda, can you talk a little bit about what the role is uh, and, and what they do day to day here at the agency? Sure. So the way I like to distill it when I'm talking to people who don't work in the industry is I basically say that I make all of the ads appear on the Internet. Um I, You're the one. Yes, it's me. I always do follow it up with an apology <laughs> just because I assume they hate it. Um, basically, I am the one building our social campaigns, our paid social campaigns. So when you see Facebook ads, I'm the one who's actually creating that. Um, and I'm the one who is setting up campaigns in programs like AdWords and DoubleClick I'm making these banners appear on the various website pages that people visit. Great. What what makes somebody good at doing that? What what are the kinds of things that you look for? And and you know, we'll talk a little bit about the the skill set that that somebody needs coming in. But you know, before we started recording, you you said that the the role of digital media trafficker is is can be an entry level role. Um, talk a little bit more about that and and what kind of of person we look for when we're hiring that role. Sure. So it is an entry-level role for the most part. I know some people, you know, have come to our company with experience in this job already. But essentially, you just need to come with skills that are more broad, I think. Time management is a big thing. Um, well, you had mentioned when we were chatting that that this there can be some pressure uh, in this role in that as the person who makes the ads appear, you're kind of pushing the button that that has ramifications. So, so in terms of like you know the old the old metaphor from carpentry, you measure twice and cut once. You know, do you look for somebody that is comfortable kind of being the one that makes that actually happen? Absolutely, yes. Being confident in moving ahead with everything, you know, not waiting for someone to give you the go ahead. Obviously, there are QA processes and whatnot, but I think something that stumped me a lot when I started is I would wait for someone to tell me to do something rather than going ahead and doing it. Um, and yeah, I think someone just being a quick learner, being able to take on tasks quickly, especially because, as we said, it's an entry-level role, so you're going to be learning on the spot. Um, you have to be ready to take everything on. Great. And uh, talk a little bit about the collaboration skills that are needed for this role and, and how they interact with kind of the rest of the department. Sure. So you're working very closely with all the media planners. Basically, they're the ones who are determining what kind of campaigns you're setting up and the targeting parameters, basically what these campaigns are going to be. So you're always talking to them, um, asking them lots of questions. That's another thing. It's It's 
it's good to be confident in yourself and be able to determine things on your own, but it's also very important to make sure that you're being communicative with your planner and also client services, just so there's no errors down the road where, let's say, a, the wrong creative is running for a Facebook ad. And not that that really ever happens because of the processes and QA that we have set up, but it's it's good to be very on top of things in that way. Um, and also, you're a middleman, I guess you could say, between our internal team and outside vendors. So when we're working with like site direct buys where we have banners running on playbill.com, let's say, you are talking a lot to their team. So you have to be very on top of things in that way as well. Just always keeping vendors updated if there's a delay in delivery of, of creatives or anything in that matter. You just have to be a pretty good communicator, I think, in general. And, and I imagine that given the different places that we run ads, there's also a bit of kind of being familiar with the different tools that we use day to day and, and different partners and, and technologies that we might work with. Is, is there, uh, you know, is any part of this job kind of helping to select or, or improve those vendor relationships or those tools that we work with since you're the one kind of driving them most often? Sure. Yeah. I think in, especially for our self-service platforms, so you know, Facebook, Twitter, AdWords, there's a whole slew of them. We are really encouraged to be attentive of any changes we notice. Because we're the ones building the campaigns a lot, let's say, in Facebook, they, they always are introducing new tools, whether that's for reporting metrics or just various ways to set campaigns up. Um, we're, we're always encouraged to immediately flag that with the rest of the team because it could be of use. It might not be of use, but it's always good to be on top of the changes in these technologies. So you, you talked a little bit about the fact that the, the, the skills or the personalities that are successful in this role. What other things in someone's background uh, might make them really good at this job? Uh, are there any kind of education paths or anything else that you've noticed is like, oh, this is something that, that tends to lend itself well to, to this kind of role? I think a general knowledge of, of our world, again, it's, it's an entry-level job that is very specific, so it's hard to have any kind of formal training or education for a traffic coordinator or digital media trafficking position. So I think just being aware of what kind of ad services there are out in the world, whether you're just paying attention to what Snapchat is doing with advertising, just reading ad week, whatever, you know, just being conscious of what's going on in the ad world. But for the most part, I think you just have to be ready to learn immediately. And, right. Yeah. Well, I, I know every year we do a, a Google uh, AdWords challenge yes. at the agency where we encourage you know, everybody in the agency to take some of the, the tests and, and read the review materials. And Google just puts those out there for free. So anybody mm -hmm. could, if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking that this might be something that matches your personality, but you don't have the background, do you think like looking at some of those resources might be helpful? Absolutely. They have really good videos that you can watch and just great um, exam study guides. You don't even have to take the exam, but it's it's really helpful information because they're probably one of the biggest um, platforms we work with, and they just are always putting out really good information that's really informative. What's the biggest challenge that somebody might face in this role day to day? Oh, boy. 
Um, well, we talked about this before we started recording is you as a traffic coordinator are kind of like the end of a chain. So you just have to be very flexible because as I'm sure other people who have been on this podcast have spoken about, there will be delay in production or, you know, changes in the client mood, whatever it might be. Um, it's a very, there can be some fast paced changes. Um, so I think that's the hardest part is just being prepared for anything while simultaneously trying to get ahead. It's, it's a very time management role, you know. Gotcha. That makes sense. And, and uh, you know, I think we did talk about this before, but I, I you, you know, as we also have people in this, the, the, the agency that are responsible for like pushing things live onto websites or sending out email blasts to hundreds of thousands of people. And that moment where you're actually the one hitting the button to make that change can be, can be a little uh, unnerving. Oh, the first absolutely. few times <laughs> you get used to it. Yes. Um, great. Well, what, what, any, is there any other advice that you might have for a prospective candidate listening to this uh, who might be coming in for an interview? Uh, Michael, I'm going to bring you in here as well. Any advice that you would have for that person? I would say before you, I think people really like saying that they are good at managing their time. You know, if you're asked that in an interview, it's hard to be like, no. But um, I think being very aware of your skills in that area is very important because it's just being flexible, being able to work under amounts of pre- and time pressure. Um, I think just being very conscious of your abilities in that realm is is going to right it'll do better for you in the end if you're someone who knows your time challenge maybe think about something else yes exactly michael what about you any advice yeah i think i think amanda you know said this really well i recruited for this role a few times now as, as i've learned and i think the you know knowing about adwords and going deeper into to that side of of the world can help and since it's um it is more of like an entry level position you know, a situation uh, which if you've listened to any of the other podcasts, you know, we're looking for people who are passionate about being here, passionate about um, the kind of work we do in our clients. So let us know. Um, let us know that in a cover letter or, you know, write us a note. Let us know not only those soft skills um, that, you know, are going to really kind of uh, – uh, help you, you know, get get the role here. But um, just let us know that you want to be here, and um, let's know your personality a little bit more. I think all of that ends up rounding it rounding itself out really well. And just being, you know, having that collabor- collaboration skills, being able to collaborate well across the teams, and um, uh, kind of bringing that out, I think could really help. Does that make sense? Did I say that way? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and, and Michael, if somebody wants to learn more about this job or any of the other jobs that we have open, what should they do? Where do they go? They should definitely go to www.situationinteractive.com. Go to careers and you can see all of the roles there. Um, and, uh, you know, just apply there. Uh, and I think it's that's basically where your, your interview starts as soon as you apply. And we're going to kind of look at all the correspondence from there on out as part of your interview. So um, great, you know, write some great emails to us, show that you really care. And um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely apply. Don't be afraid if you think um, this is something you want to do. Great. Uh, Amanda, Michael, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Before we wrap up, Amanda, I want to put you on the hot seat. What's one thing that you really like about working at Situation? Oh gosh, just one. Just one. (laughs) I, I'm going to do it. Two, because I, okay, I think it's kind of <laughs> uh, I would say one is the people here, the 
that work here, like Michael was just saying, it's just a lot of people with a lot of passion and they're just good people to be around. And I think the other thing that I love is just the clients that we work with. It's always interesting and it's just really exciting stuff that we're doing. Um, yeah, and I, I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both again uh, for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Peter. 